Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani, and I wanted to let you know that each and every week I'm part of a great program called the Ringer MMA Show. I host it alongside two absolutely brilliant minds. Their names, Chuck Mendenhall and Pete Carroll. And every Thursday, a new episode drops where we preview the weekend in mixed martial arts and react to all the biggest news. Plus, after every UFC pay-per-view, we give you a post-fight show. So this is what you have to do. Just follow the Ringer MMA show on your Spotify app so you don't miss an episode. We'll talk to you then. At Walt Disney World Resort, magic is found in spontaneity. The unplanned, the unexpected, an inside joke born in the Haunted Mansion queue. A surprise stitch sighting in Tomorrowland, watching fireworks from your room. These memories aren't made from predetermined plans, but manifested from simply being present and together in the most magical place. Find your moment at Walt Disney World Resort. This episode is brought to you by Brooks. Calling all running nerds, Brooks has just dropped the Go 16, a sweet name for an even sweeter shoe. If you're looking for comfort for that morning jog or when you're hopping on that treadmill, look no further than the Go 16, which has a nitrogen-infused cushioning. That means it's nice, soft, and lightweight. So you got the comfort, but you don't sacrifice the speed. Turn those everyday miles into everyday endorphins and the better-than-ever Brooks Go 16. Click or tap the banner to learn more. Hello and welcome into the Ringerverse, the Ringer's Nexus podcast feed for all things fandom. And welcome back to Mint Edition, the once-in-a-while podcast about the latest fandom that you just can't live without. I'm Steve Allman. I'm Jessica Clemens. I'm Jimmy Dineron. And baby, I love the way that Gotham is going to be bringing us together once again as we talk about the latest and greatest, well, maybe not the greatest, but the latest season of Harley Quinn. Goddamn. Streaming right now on Max. Shots fired. Shots fired. I'm not even 20 seconds in. Before we begin, we've got some programming reminders for you. On Monday, Button Mash is going to be back to talk about Spider-Man, Mortal Kombat, and the hottest games of October for their preview week. We call it Hot-tober. Hot-tober, Hot-tober. Thought-tober. Well, 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 it's it's usually Hot-tober because not only are the video games hot, but the weather. The weather in LA is still smoldering. Really nasty. I've been looking at so many hoodies that I just can't wear. I saw you come in with the sweater today. Well, it's because the office is overly air-conditioned. Oh, yeah, office is usually cold, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, while we bask in the cold glow of Spotify Studios. Mm. We are going to be also basking in the Midnight Boys glow. Oh, yeah. On Wednesday, we'll be having our instant reactions to Ahsoka every week until the season finale. But today, the Mint Edition crew is going to be giving you their final thoughts on the fourth season of Harley Quinn as well in celebration of the brand spanking new news that our guy, Kite Man, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. He's getting his own spinoff show, literally called Hell Yeah. I think it's called Kite Man Hell Yeah. I think it, it is. is. Literally, literally think... called Kite Man Hell Yeah. That uh, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite characters from the Harley Quinn universe that we think deserve their own show. But before we begin, a friendly neighborhood spoiler warning, as we always do, for Harley Quinn, seasons one through four, and pretty much anything that happened in the DC universe, tangentially, 
and uh, all over the place because we're talking about it all today. So let's get into it. All right. Now, we had a midseason check-in a little while ago, and we had a little bit of trials and trepidation about where the season was going. And now that the season is over, we have a new hero on the rise. There's been some shocking deaths and uh, developments. Jessica Clemens, what do we think about season four of Harley Quinn? I'm not going to say we. I'm going to say I. Because okay. I don't want to. I don't want to speak for y'all. Great. I don't speak for y'all fools. But for me, I wasn't on. I wasn't on it that much at the beginning, and I said that when we were last shooting. But I like these last four episodes, and I think the finale to this episode gave it to me. But I was still missing that center, like that in between the first episode and the last episode. I was like, this is kind of weird. It's all jumbled up. There's too much going on. I don't know. I'm confused. But I really like this last episode enough to like win me over for it. Jomi? Was this season my favorite? No, but I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than you guys did. I think I liked the through lines of Harley and Ivy's relationship, their balance of being, you know, Harley trying to be good and Ivy being like, you know, basically pure evil and their whole, you know, their relationship culminating in that episode with their daughter from the future and just like the Lex Luthor theatrics, all that stuff. Fun it all, like, the whole, the, the story worked for me, the jokes continued to work for me. Yeah, again, like, I did miss a lot of the characters we gotten used to seeing over the, the years, but in terms of uh, Harley Quinn season, I think I, I, I liked it a lot. Um, I was a bit more down on this season as a whole than I was hoping I'd be. I think that held a little bit true for, again, like, the, like Jess, like you said, that middle was quite weak in my opinion. I think that the you know, struggles that Harley had with the Bat family and making sure that she was kind of struggling between being a hero and Ivy's partner and everything kind of felt a little muddled. But then at the end, things came together in a very interesting way that made me feel that like, okay, I think that in the, you know, concept phase of this season, they knew exactly where they wanted to begin and they knew exactly where they wanted to end. But that middle ground to get there might have been a bit more convoluted than it needed to be. Um, I think the bigger question that I would have is, do we think that this could have been... Do we think that a, that a different outcome for this season might have redeemed it a bit more for us, or is it more just everything in the middle that was kind of a bit more muddled? Well, I, the, the outcome that we're going to get going into the next season is that Harley's lying to Batgirl. And I really... Mm. I, I was like, okay... I like this. And I think we talked about the last time we were shooting how um, we were like, how high? What's the next height? What's the next heighten? Well, the Harley and Ivy are together. All these things happen. But what, how are you going to heighten this series? Mm -hmm. And I, that ending is me being like, oh, I know what they're going to work with. I see what they're molding. Yes. And I like that. I, that I, that's why I like the finale so much. It causes more turmoil within themselves that we are like, oh, cliffhanger. Let's go back. I mean, not, not even so much a cliffhanger, but like I think it's a laying out of stakes for yeah, a new stakes. season. A good and template and a good teeing off point for this. Because I hate the idea that a cliffhanger has to plague every single season finale that makes True. either an animated show or a like high-risk adult comedy something that's a bit more a bit more meat on the bone there. But I I, I genuinely like the idea as most Harley Quinn season ha seasons have ended 
oh, wow, this means something very interesting for us going forward. So 100%. when we get to season five, we have a lot of a lot of stuff to go on. Jomi, what did you like about Talia al Ghul bringing uh, Nightwing back to life? Uh, all of these new characters in different roles. Like the Bat family has kind of been on the fritz a bit for this season. What do you think is going to be coming up with us for season The five? fritz? They blew up the Bat family, yeah. man. Like Nightwing died. They made uh, Batgirl Oracle in like one episode. Pretty cool. And then um, our homeboy, Damien's off with his mom, bringing back Nightwing. You know what I mean? The Bat family is nowhere to be found at this point. Um, in terms of the ending, I think Talia is being set up as like like an overarching villain now. Mm-hmm. You know, like she's probably going to be like the main mastermind that they go up against. But I think the, my favorite part of the ending was the uh, Birds of Prey or Gotham City yeah. Sirens or like them coming together. Like when I saw Catwoman come out the shadows, I was like... <gasps> Birds of prey. We're gonna get. We're gonna get birds of prey. And then when um when uh Barbara was like, we could be called birds of prey. I was like, ah, and, you know, like I think that's gonna be that's gonna be really fun if they like really lean into it. And we're like, cool, we're doing the whole. We're doing the whole way. Bring on Huntress. Bring on um Black Canary. Like, bruh, I'm locked all the way in. Like, yeah. I would love to see a Harley Quinn take on the birds of prey. Yeah. Like that that's got to be awesome. I can't wait. Hopefully they do it in earnest because if they do I think it's going to be incredible. I think they've been doing everything to be fair with their new characters or just introducing characters in earnest. I was watching when I was watching the season I was like I it took me four seasons to realize that they like take that one little niche thing about a character from Batman and then blow it out and make them ridiculous because of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, each of the birds of prey have that." Like I can't wait to see Huntress with her weird, like, I'm mysterious and don't talk to me. Leave me alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> just be like completely weird. And I think they're going to do it. And I think this will also help redeem people that are like, I miss the background characters that were here. I miss Clayface. I miss, uh, not Psycho completely, but you know, like when they were a yeah. team. You kind of miss them. You kind of miss them a I miss little the bit. team. I miss the crew. Yeah. I miss Shark, King Shark and Clayface being together. They're not yeah. together at all. at all. And I think they're like, well, let's give you some more characters that are going to be together that will be closer and I think we could get them Birds of Prey. Yeah, I think I'll be interested to see how that works. Again, like, I think it has the potential to be really cool. But, yeah, there is something to say that, like, no King Shark, Clayface interaction. We already lost Tough. Psycho, you know, in, like, see end of season two. You know what I mean? Like, that core group not being together as often as they used to be does kind of do kind of miss it. I know King Shark is in this the season. This season, like a lot more than most of the other side characters are, but he basically just interacts with Harley and Ivy, um, and like some of the people in the Legion of Doom, which is like cool. But back when they were in the abandoned mall together, like yeah, oh, so good. man, like. It, <laughs> It's different, man. You Do you think they're I mean? splitting up in a way for the series that they'll like highlight Commissioner Gordon and King Shark's weird friendship now? And yeah. then like <laughs> God have... damn it, I miss Commissioner Gordon oh in this show. I him and King Shark, I actually really enjoy. I like it, that he's like, I'm trying to redeem being a dad by babysitting <laughs> these nine shark babies. And you know what's really funny? Like, there's definitely like we're gonna go back, we're gonna just go in season five, and then he's gonna there's gonna be like his throwaway gag where like, where's King Shark, where are your kids at? It's like, ah, oh, they're at Uncle James' house. You know, he's got them. And he's just like being like a great if one uncle. of those sharks grows up to say, you're a damn good cop, Jim. I think this show is, might be on the full redemption arc. This might be the greatest show, the greatest show of all time. 
Be the I goat. would love that. I would love that more than anything. But but I, I completely agree, Jess. I think that the we can talk about the series' weakest points were probably missing the beats that were a bit more familiar to us in those first few seasons. And not to say that they can't grow past them. If anything, they should. But when we keep thinking back to, oh man, we really liked it when Harley had these crazy characters to bounce off of. And it's almost like Harley was in a way the straight man to all of these other characters being uh, like 11s out of 10. Now Harley has to kind of be this, like the craziest member of the Bat family. They, she is the grounded center in Ivy's relationship. She tries to make that entire relationship work. There's a lot of place to spend just for that character to use. And I feel like that that was kind of a, a bit of a misstep for the show. And I think that for what we got for our older familiar characters, I think it's time that Ivy gets a bit more of a family that's not the bad family. Well, I, I think that's so. I think that's the natural disasters. Yes, and, and I think I and I think that. that's that's what we're we're going to get. But yeah. like as far as the weaker parts of this series, outside of that, what did you think were some things that you know this show could have improved upon this season? Um, I said this again the first time we were when we did this record. All the back when, all the years the ago, <laughs> I remember when we talked about this. Uh, Pepperidge Farm remembers that when they it's 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 this formula of Harley Harley taking something, blowing it out of proportion. It affects Ivy. It messes up what Ivy's doing. Ivy fights her about it. They reconcile and they get then it's just over. And I was like, okay, that's fine. But it's every single episode. Even in this, mm. when they went back in time, Harley was upset that she's not talking to her. So she goes and interferes with her fighting, but she's not listening. And then they accidentally go back in time and they're like, oh, we messed up things. And I was like, okay, I get it. But even when you were mentioning like how Harley was like, the straight man to her family, it wasn't the same like every episode. It was like sometimes she was messing things up, sometimes she was fixing things. It switches mm-hmm. back and forth. This was the code the entire fourth season. And I said, every episode of this happens, I'm going to be very upset. And it did. And so change that dynamic. Switch it up. Give it to me at least twice in like a season. Don't give it to me every episode. I want, I just need difference. <laughs> Jomi, do you think that that dynamic between Harley and Ivy can last for the entirety of the season or even the show's length because we had gotten word that like Harley and Ivy are never going to break up like that that was a that was a declaration of intent from the show's creators that they don't want to separate them do you think that that's kind of a misstep do you think that 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 like truly breaking or even stress testing that relationship in a sort of real way is a bit more of a mistake than it is a blessing I mean I feel like they stress test it a lot in terms of like, you know, this 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 season was a lot of, hey, I can't talk to you about my job. We're supposed to, you know, have boundaries, you know, this and this and that. It's gonna be if they're not gonna break them up, it's gonna be a lot of that versus like, hey, we're done. You know what I mean? Because obviously we're not gonna get that. And as you know, as interesting as that would be for like the characters, you know, it's just not gonna happen. Um, in terms of seeing that in the future. I think yeah, it it can be a little a little like great because you know you want to see different things, you want to see different stories, mm-hmm. you want to see different you know themes and uh, stories get told. But at the same time, that's just what who Harley is as a character, right? She's always gonna t- 
take it to 10. And Ivy's always going to be like, hey, babe, what, what are you doing? You know, like, what's, what's going on? And that's just their characterizations. And so as much as, as much as Ivy is very supportive of Harley and wants her to, like, do her thing, at some point, there's going to need to be like, a, hey, man, come on. <laughs> what are you doing? And I think it's I think we're we're gonna see a we're gonna, do, we're gonna see a better job in season five because this wasn't like I mean I don't I didn't feel like it was a problem first two seasons they were working together and I with them being like cosmic sirens cop squad you know in season five <laughs> I thought you I, said cop squad and it took me a minute to be like oh cob squad cob should squad, we all get those got, tattoos we should not I'm not no a, come on no, think about it cobbler no. squad nah, cobbler know. squad and it's a shoe <laughs> why would yeah. we <laughs> a shoe and an elf in, <laughs> Elongate the word cop. Nah, but if they're going to, like, them working as a team, where them working together, I think benefits them more. And I think we'll get a yeah. more, you know, a more uh, streamlined, more adult, more adult, just like a more mature Harley in I, season five. I, I agree completely with that. And I think that's why that finale of, like, oh, my God. Not only, yeah, are we getting birds of prey? We're opening that door. But it's just, like, Harley now has like the deepest secret. No one knows. She yeah. got the flash mm-hmm. to rewind things. Yeah. And it's like, she, and now uh, Ivy's been like, if you have something to say, like just come directly to me. Like we'll talk it out. So I'm like, okay, we're done doing this stuff anymore. The next episode or the next season will be like flushing this out. Okay. So here's, and I have a question about that, right? Harley killing Nightwing, right? We see in the psycho flashback that she kills him, right? But remember in that episode when they're at the, uh, the Tawny show, and Nightwing leaves the door open, and the zookeeper, the bird flies out after, and the zookeeper's like, I'm going to kill whoever let that bird escape. Like, that is either the world's most, <laughs> like, needless throwaway sentence, <laughs> or they're setting, so they're setting this up for when finds out Harley didn't kill him. It was the bird, man. But All she along. remembered. You think That's she put I'm that saying. memory in her? She, she could have easily made it up in herself because she's feeling guilty that she might have been the one that exactly. did it. Exactly. I don't. Place. I just think I just find it interesting that they did that, and then we you know like was like, yeah, cool. We'll just like let that slide, and we'll have to see. We'll just have to wait, right? Because I do think that like they didn't put that there. You know, you don't put that in there for no reason. That is true. No, or that you agree. shouldn't at least. And they and they haven't come back to it, right? Like we just Whoever like something we saw. I'm gonna kill whoever let that <laughs> bird think? loose, and then we're like, cool. And then Nightwing died, and we were like, it was Harley. And it's like, well, that guy, you know, he pretty much confessed to the murder right there. He's cooking. I love it. I'm here for that. That sounds amazing. I'm here for that. She's holding all this guilt. It's interesting because she's like, if that's how they're going to play it, she's holding all this guilt. How does the mashed potato version of her would know then? That's what I'm saying. I, I, well, I think the, mm, that's true. I was already co- with or without your theory. Confused. I was confused about it. Regardless, how I was she, like, "How does the mashed potato person?" Well, I guess she knew the entire time and just didn't say anything. Well, be, well, because I mean, she. When did they get that? That clone had that happened like early because that was like one of Jim's first days on the job, right? That was yeah. That's true. So that might happen like super early. Okay. So, okay, so hear me out because okay. I was confused by this scene and I was going to text you guys because I was very confused. So I, when we started, the, we were like, okay, we're picking up mid-season to the finale. I, I was like, wait, Nightwing died? And I had to go back and be like, oh, he fell from the tree mm-hmm, and he was already dead. Mm-hmm. When she did her flashback, she peeked around something. Was, she, was it her looking at herself killing yeah. Nightwing? Okay, I thought it was the house, not the tree. So I was like, who's her looking behind a house? And I didn't know if that was Mashed Potato Harley. Um, no, okay, that answers my question. <laughs> 
but I don't know how mashed potatoes. Much like, you know, much like the plot of uh, the, one of the greatest time travel sh- movies of all time, Time Crimes, uh, observing another murder, possibly perpetrated by yourself, mm. really can mess things up. Los Cronos Crimenes. Crimenes. I thought you were going to say the time traveler's wife. Well, okay, well, <laughs> how could we time tra- traveler's wife? Harley is, that, is, that Rachel, is that Rachel McAdams? Qu- yes. Yes. And she in a lot of time travel movies. She loves them. She, she really can't get enough of them. She said, time, time put me in. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I had never seen Time Traveler's Wife. I love it. What was, that, what was that one movie about that dude who, who or the, the wishing, the one with the well, and he couldn't die? Huh? Oh, y'all, bro, I'm, I'm not tripping, bro. It's wishing like a, well? Nah, so he like drank water and became uh uh Oh my God, immortal. I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the And he, and, he and like, he was like, yo, Shorty, drink the water. Shorty didn't want to drink the water. And then they both, like, and then, like, she passed away and he, like, had and to live forever? real sad. Yeah. I, I don't know what, what you're it, talking about. I, it's a, it was a movie my sister watched as young children and we were mad because it was like, why did it have to be sad? Right? Like, why couldn't they just be happy together forever? It's not Tuck Everlasting. Tuck Everlasting. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it was. Uh, Tuck Everlasting. You said I watch this all the time oh, with my sister. Man. What is it? Bro, that's from it's an ancient. Bro, I hated that man. That movie made me so mad. We need to have a podcast on childhood movies that pissed us off because we'll do Tuck Everlasting. Walk to remember as well. Tuck Everlasting uh, pissed me off. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Brooks. Calling our running nerds. Brooks has just dropped the Go 16, a sweet name for an even sweeter shoe. If you're looking for comfort for that morning jog or when you're hopping on that treadmill, look no further than the Go 16, which has a nitrogen-infused cushioning. That means it's nice, soft, and lightweight. So you got the comfort, but you don't sacrifice the speed. Turn those everyday miles into everyday endorphins and the better-than-ever Brooks Go 16. Click or tap the banner to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, Restrictions all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. What we did love was how this season teed up season five. What are our biggest predictions for season five? What do we like to see the most? We obviously want to see Birds of Prey, but what are some things that we kind of want to return to form Dude. here? This season wasn't exactly our favorite, but what could make season five one of our favorites? I'm so excited to see Joker bad again with his family. The like family Joker involved. Like, like Joker do. Literally like Joker do, but with the family. And like the thing is, he that reveal that he was doing a sleep apnea test... <laughs> <laughs> Definitely couldn't have killed. Nightwing was so funny that oh I was like, God. that that literal, like, I'm going to shoot your best friend, Harley. And she is going to become Oracle now. But, like, still, he's like, he killed her. Or not killed her, but he shot her. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, bye. I'm back to being a villain. I'm yeah. like, that's real villainous shit. He did it. He did the most, like, 
Other than Harley killing Nightwing, possibly, mm-hmm. allegedly. That's some villainous shit. He did it. Yeah. I, and he also bought all of those uh, Joker killed, <laughs> yeah. killed Batgirl Kills. t-shirts. He's going to lose his deposit. He's going to lose his deposit. It. Nobody's yeah. going to get the t-shirt. It's terrible, man. Yeah. I did, well, that's what I definitely need to see next season is Joker killed <laughs> Batgirl t-shirts. I can't wait to see that family be so bad. It's going to be great. I, lo- I, lo- I still love Joker dad. For he's just evil Joker dad now. Evil Joker dad evil is still, Joker can dad. still be a good dad. Yeah. I think that I I truly believe he's going to encourage his kid to like. They'll be doing stab homework. Someone. <laughs> they w- like they will be going to bed on time mm. and all those things. Jomi, what are you looking forward to? I mean, yeah, we talked about. It. I can't wait to see the Birds of Prey going forward. I hope that they kind of replicate the same magic that we got in season one and two, with like the group of people just being together and causing mischief and mayhem, despite the fact that they're trying to you know do good. I think. But for me, like something's like specific that like I would love to see. Give me Cassandra Kane. Let's lock in. Yeah. Okay. Give Maybe me in season Kane. yeah, season yeah. five. Season five that revealed, dude. Yeah, I'd be I'd be that's that's something that's like fun. I'd be interested to see. But you know, do whatever you think it works, man. They might introduce those characters in season five, then season six do birds of prey. Because I was like, they still gotta get Canary. They do have to get Canary. They do have to get Huntress. Yeah. I would I mean, like, you got the like the foundations, right? We got you like do. a little base, mm-hmm. you know, you can add on characters going forward in the in the story. Uh like to see like a full fledged like season six, like everybody's locked in, birds of prey, we all got matching, you know, t shirts and cell phones mm-hmm. and everybody, you know what I'm saying? That'd be something, you know. But what I mean, however long it takes, I just yeah, I would just wanna see like if they're gonna start there, that that's fine. But yeah, bringing on everybody and the whole team, that's going to be like a fun adventure to go on. I so, can't yeah. Well, that is something that I've really loved about the show since the beginning is the fact that it's very nonchalant about just having either keynote heroes or characters in the DC universe more or less just show up mm. and do their thing even if for an episode Constantly. and then if they if it works they'll come back uh, we've had so many great cameos already this season what if we <laughs> I, th- I, I genuinely can't get over uh, Lex Luthor's arc in this season let alone the fact that he was kind of just like it's, he was seemingly ancillary in the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. just being like, okay, a little small foil to Ivy, and then he's full-blown Ivy's adversary come the end of this. Loved the idea that his his 16th, 40th birthday is on the moon, and he just has meetings with Talia with sex surrogates and all of these things. It, like The show can still remain quite clever and quite yeah. rambunctious. He's, he's good to go. He is good to go. Um... So it's exciting. I think that I think that we're really, I think that we're looking forward to what the show can bring. But what I really would like to see is this new spinoff that we're getting with Kite Man. Oh my god, you have no idea. Uh, so how excited we are! News broke like today that Kite Man, hell yeah, our favorite himbo, is getting his own spinoff show on Max next year. Mm. Guys, I, I we've all seen the preview. What do you think? I haven't watched it yet. You haven't? Oh. No, I, you sent it to me and you know what I did? I said, oh, I'm excited. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I well, didn't press play. Pa- pause it, watch the no, fucking preview. No, it's okay, I'll watch I'll it. Watch, I don't, don't want to stop the podcast. Watch, watch it right it. now. No, 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 no. All I know is when I was a kid, I'd sit in my room and I'd dream about being a supervillain. My mom would knock on the door and say, Chuck, what are you doing in here? And I'd say, not masturbating. All right, so we all just saw the trailer. What do we think? 
Jessica, please. I'm so excited. <laughs> excited. A lot of dark side in this trailer. Yeah, so uh, literally putting poor Kite Man up against him is so insane. But I think that's how you also have to enter a Kite Man spinoff show. Have him go against the top. All of the jokes about him in the series were how he's the lamest. He gets invited to like the D mm-hmm. award show. This one, it's like, let's put him up against the hardest person we can find. Gonna get his ass whooped. But he's gonna be smiling through it. <laughs> Probably not. Jomi. I mean, I got two words for you. Hell yeah! That's right. I was ready for that. Sorry for the peaks, buddy. But Sorry, man. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry, Kerm. That's the last Kerm. one. That's the last hell yeah you get. That's the last Damn. one, bro. You're doing too much. You, you get one. Damn. No, but seriously, like, I'm really excited to see where the show goes. You know, Catman was probably, like, one of my favorite characters in the earlier seasons of Harley Quinn. I know a lot of people didn't like him because he was getting in the way of Harley and Ivy. Oh, Jessica, do not give me that face. People hated him? Oh, my oh, God. Oh, buddy. I oh, my God. I would, like, I. this is how much, like, I, I was way too much time online. I would, like, tweet about Kite Man, and then for some reason, I would, like, search the, like, Carly Quinn, Kite Man. People in the calls or people in the mentions would just be, like, losing their shit. Right? Why is Kai Man with Ivy? Man, we do a hard Ivy, man. This Kai Man character stinks. And I was like, brother in Christ, first and foremost, <laughs> we already know we're getting Harley and Ivy, right? It's kind of like how these shows work. It's like mm-hmm. when the wheels are the doing. Yeah, they like, break up. They, you know, yeah. when Jim was out there dating Karen, you know what I'm saying? Even though we knew we knew about Pam, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, yeah. we know these things are going to happen. Yeah, 100%. Like, patience. Also, yeah. uh, let me be clear really quick. Uh, oh. Kyman wasn't doing anything. <laughs> Kyman was yeah. literally sitting off to the side while everything <laughs> was happening. Least toxic thing ever. That's why the, I, their approach with Kyman was great because he was like understanding but also like, yeah, it was just like a heartbroken sad boy. That yeah. was like, oh, I didn't know. Like, oh, I'm you, also just sad that you cheated. I don't care that you're with someone else. Right? Like, it was the most innocent guy and you'd go to like the subreddit you would read I the, didn't know that. You would read the tweets and it was, they were just so... Mad nice. that he existed. I literally told Steve, I was like, he's too likable. Like, he's too... He's too he's and too I genuinely cool. was, like, feeling like the show might be wasting one of its best characters by not having him in it more often. Mm-hmm. Even in season three, where I'm like, yeah. even if Kite Man has moved on, like, we gotta see more of him, I right? love like, that gotta... episode at the award show where he talks to oh, Harley. I so love, sweet! I love that episode. I was like, see, this, and this is what I love about him. Even when Ivy had, to, what, the six and the nine, the door. <laughs> like, <laughs> to the six, yeah. real. <laughs> to a nine, 69. Why do you love him so much? Why do you love him so much? Dude, because he's so goofy, but he's he's earnest. Like, he's yeah. really There's no, real. There's not a drop of irony in that man's body. Like, like even like the first time we see him, like literally episode two, they're at the the dinner and they need somebody to go take um, Ivy back to her mm-hmm. crib to get the antidote. And he goes there <laughs> and he's goes to her bed and he's like lies naked. He's like, bro, first of all, can't do that. That's bad news, bears. What's wrong with you? But then after after that, it's all oh, my fault, man. Let me. That's that's on me. You know what I'm saying? And like over like the next couple episodes, you just realize like, oh, he's an idiot, but he means. Almost too well. Right. Almost too well. Like, he just mm-hmm. wants to do, he just wants to do right by Ivy. Like, he legitimately loves yeah. and cares about her in a way that I don't think she, even she hadn't seen before mm-hmm. until Harley came around. Right? Mm-hmm. And it was, it was cool. And he was like, of course, like, really, really silly and like funny. Of course, hell yeah, got me every single time. Right? And so, for people to be like, ah, this character, man, what is he even doing here? Like, y'all don't, y'all don't see it. Like, this is like the most perfect, because 
when Ivy eventually breaks his heart and leaves him for uh, Harley. He deserved better. I mean, he got he got a good girl, right? He got oh a, no, it'd be, yeah, but at the time glider, I'm right? like, you know what? Take care of yourself. But man. when he like when that's eventually gonna happen, he's probably gonna take it the best way anybody could. He's yeah, not gonna be upset. No. He's not. He's gonna be like, dang man, it's. All right, well, you know what happens to the best of us? Hey, man, congratulations, man. I'll see you guys on the inside, man. You guys have a great one. You know what I mean? Like, and that's basically what happened. That's basically what happened at the season two finale, right? Yeah. When they found out, he was like, oh. Like he's bummed. He's visibly bummed. Bummed, but like, hey, it, it's cool. You know what I mean? And like, you just like a, just like a, again, him. an idiot, complete dummy between the brain cells, but just very, just very nice and cool. Like, it's sweet. And it's just like an awesome character to spend time with. And, so the fact we haven't gotten the next two se- last two seasons is pretty much kind of kind of stunk to what we're talking about, like with all the characters we've come to love uh, and be, uh, from the jump. But for his own spinoff, he's taking on Dark Side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. Keith Keith David got an op. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna we're gonna see it. I, I'm sure it's gonna be enjoyable, man. I can't is wait. it a bit of a letdown if by the end of this first season he becomes like a badass that's worthy of taking down Dark Side? <laughs> I can't. Wait. I think he needs. I. I also think he still needs a team, and I think that. And okay. so does so does Ivy, and so mm. does Harley. They still need crew, and that's, that's where the what, magic is. That's yeah, where, that's where yeah. the magic is. So I think he's gonna. I actually, I don't think he's gonna figure this out. I think he knows. He's like, I need help. <laughs> like, I can't I do certainly this by myself. Hope so. He's not <laughs> gonna go he's in not there. Ignorant enough to things like, well, we're well, just gonna try again. Again, my favorite episode, the bar mitzvah episode, and <laughs> where he was like, does anybody else want to take Bane? <laughs> like, anybody else? Anybody else here? Maybe no. the coordinator. <laughs> like, he knew that he wouldn't win against Bane, right. so he's not that dumb. Yeah. But God, that was some of my favorite fucking episode. It's beautiful. It's I, 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 I'm genuinely so excited because it, it, like, it, it's kind of a. It's an affirmation that the creative team behind this and Harley's show know what fans like. Yeah. They and do. they know what is a good and worthy enough character that can deserve their own thing. And obviously, we'll probably get like a Harley cameo. We're get, we'll get an Ivy cameo, I'm sure. But uh, nothing but great things. So to celebrate such an occasion, mm-hmm. we, as a team, as the ME team, are going to be talking about... The, the what? The Mint Edition team. The me team. Oh, the me, me team. team. Just me so you team. know, it's about me. Nah, it's about... <laughs> it's all about... <laughs> me. Me. And me. And, and me. me. And me. And me. Oh, and me. And me. We'll be talking about uh, some of our favorite characters from the Harley and Ivy universe that also would deserve their own show and could be a great spinoff show in their own right. Mm-hmm. So, to kick it off, mm. Jessica... Why don't you go with our first pick? Bane? Bane. <laughs> you go with Bane. You go first. Why don't you I'll go, go first? with Bane. Because you, you love Bane. I do love Bane. I think we can bury the pasta maker bit. I think that that was kind of no, done to death this season. It was done to death this season. You're not opening your third eye. You know what I'm saying? That You see, not only does he not, he goes to Italy. He be, He's like Anthony Bourdain. So he's, no, this is an under the Tuscan sun type of joint the dude just he goes all over the all over the world trying foods eat, making pray, foods love. he pray he, he pray eats, loves. he prays he loves mm-hmm. that's, but that's he did the it all show. for Nora so does that kind of wipe it out well kinda think kinda about it, it is this the post Nora yeah, exactly right comes back Nora's post Nora like, clarity right <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. It's Thank all you. about I'm me. Here. I'm here forever. We all have our post Nora clarity. We all have our post Nora clarity. Like he comes back to Gotham, Nora's like, listen, pal, um, I'm not, we not going together. I'm in the streets. You feel me? 
you want a woman that's going to commit and I ain't committed nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's like, dang. No! I got to go somewhere else and figure out my life again. And he goes back to you know, ma- Mama Macaroni. Macaroni, remember? Macaroni. Tuscany. Macaroni. And Tuscany. And she's like, look, brother, I can't help you. No more. I touch everything I can. Got to go somewhere else. He's like, well, I guess I'll go all over the world and try foods and drinks and That's see true. if I can make it happen. And he just does that to get over. He becomes a best-selling author. Right? And, uh, yeah. He's just that, like going across the world. He becomes like the clay face, of, but of like author he's become of uh, of book writing i you know, would like that sure, a travel blogger like I was, oh, or like, he just travel one blog. of those That's those good. shows on cnn at nine o'clock on sundays oh you there know, you go where he's just like unknown part, exa- exactly uh, he's just going to you know he's going to thailand he's going to australia he's going to japan he's going to like the freaking backwoods of louisiana just trying all types of food from all types of cultures hear me out remember dexter did this remember old cartoon network shows where they had like the little spin-off show that would play either in the middle of the episode in between the first and second episode or at the very end do you remember what i'm talking about oh like, like bumper shows the justice yeah. friends and yeah, it would play yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah. we could do that with bane to okay, the Harley so like Quinn mi- show. little like two three minute adventures with like with at the Bane. very end or at the very beginning, okay. and it's just like knowing where Bane is, and it could be a vlog, it could be a YouTube video. Remember, it could be you, I don't know, if you guys. Do you guys remember Pass the Plate from Disney Channel? Yes, I do. Just like that. That's good. Just like Honestly, I love this idea for Bane because Bane is also still kind of a dummy, so he's going to like other places and being like, "Is this what you do?" And they're like, "No, stop touching that." <laughs> no, he's just he, and he's eager <laughs> to learn. Too. Yeah, he yeah he's eager to learn, so he just wants to learn. He gets himself in like the bear situation where like the restaurant people are really mean, and oh, he's just oh like obsessed with pastries for yeah. one day, and then he goes to Copenhagen. Yeah. Oh, oh fuck! There we go. I'm we have an entire episode that's a one shot like the bear. Greenlit. Oh, Greenlit. Green- Next pick. Jessica Clay Clemens. Face. Clay face. Clay face. Oh my goodness. You know what I want? What do you want? I want hacks with clay face. <laughs> okay, okay, that's good. No, that's I want, good. I, I want okay, so he's clearly got hacks. He's, he's got he's got the shot. Oh my god, you watch hacks? I know oh, I'm, watch I know. Hacks. I'm so I'm I'm everybody in the sound I, of my so, watch, that's watch on me. hacks. That's on me. Basically, old Hollywood Shantus, Joan Rivers type mm-hmm. hires a millennial uh like uh, rude Twitter writer to write her jokes mm. to see, to get her more upbeat, oh, and I want a okay. blending of the two where Clayface is in love with that old Hollywood. He like he wants to di- get that sh- those shows done, so he takes on somebody under his wing. Mm. I'm not. I'm still. I'm still working on who that would be. But I like so it. basically, uh, it's basically kids in the theater fighting. Mm. On their way to success. No, I, I I get it. I just don't know where you picked up the word chantreuse from. Chantreuse? Where'd you get that from? Chantreuse? Sh- chantreuse. No, that's it. He said, he calls himself a chantreuse. Oh, man, I wasn't paying attention. Man. Oh, I was man. like, where'd oh, you get that? He, that's he a big ass a word. Now. And it's basically, it's his word. rise to success in, in the interim of Harley and Ivy ignoring him. Yeah. And this basically is, it's like, it's he becomes this bitter Hollywood old queen and it's overly dramatic and does all of these like b- busing gigs in Vegas and Atlantic City and all these things. And he has oh a bit God. of a dark night of the soul. Wow. And then he becomes that. bitter and, and then he and then he moves on. It's better than my idea. I love that. What's yours? I'm thinking Entourage. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, all right, who's yeah. turtle? Who's turtle here? <laughs> We bring, we bring, honestly, it has to be bring back people. Psycho and Dee's oh, Turtle. No. Honestly, no, no, no. We it bring could. back, yeah, his yeah. agent is, uh, Ari is Dr. Is Psycho. 
Right? Yeah. It's like, yo, bring my... Oh, and he'll get it done, too. It's, it's basically everybody except uh, Harley and Ivy. <gasps> you can bring the Johns. Things. Bring the, you know oh. what I mean? Like, bring back, like, you know, um, King Shark. Uh, mm. I don't know if he'll... I don't know if, if King Shark is drama or E. King Shark E? Or probably E, right? I, I listen, think King Shark's I, drama. I drama? hate Entourage. Yeah, because drama so... was kind of like loose. I watched all of Entourage. I hate Entourage. <laughs> I'm I was also like in sixth grade. So okay. who am I? Um, <laughs> that, but, is, that is exactly the time yeah. to watch it. <laughs> it was the only time it was like on. on the only right? time that's like the six year olds or the sixth graders were like, "This is great." TV. TV. I was like, "Man, I want friends like these." He, <laughs> he said, he, "He said you're fired." <laughs> when I first got to LA, I went to a Shake Shack and E opened the door for me, and hey. it stuck with me forever because I kept being like E from Entourage, and my new friends were like. We don't watch Entourage. That's so funny. <laughs> we don't watch that. I was like, oh, well, that's no, all but like him, just like you know, just trying to like find maybe find their way back, find his way back into Hollywood after like something happens, and he's gonna do the Aquaman movie. He's not gonna do the Aquaman movie. He's trying to call uh, James Gunn, and he's not answering. Exactly, because like, he was kind of mad that they were like, oh. Clayface was playing this guy that was acting as this guy. Oh, so maybe shit. that is like his anger is still being like oh, into his head. It too much. Big head. Big head. Uh, so like, you gotta like, go. you know, with his friends, like, you know, and just trying to get back into Hollywood. I think that'd be interesting. But I like, I you know, Hacks. I love is, both of your ideas. Hacks is a much better show. Though, so. I, I like the idea of you can do the spin kind of for Hacks. If you did the Entourage run, it has to be shot, shot. Entourage. Shot for shot. It has to look, you know it's Entourage. That's what we're parodying right now. Uh, The next, okay, if we did King King Shark, this Mm. is, I think there's a lot of ideas that what we could do for a King Shark series. The one that I kind of liked and I was into is I like him and Commissioner Gordon together. And what did we learn? That he could hack computers, but he's Mm -hmm. not really hacking. He's just getting through the firewall. (laughs) So I kind of want an Ocean's Eleven kind of series Mm. with them constantly like trying, because I think he's trying to, like now trying to take care of his babies. And so what they're stealing or what they're doing is to take care of the babies. And Commissioner Gordon's like, yeah, let me be the security. Let me be the tough guy for the operation. And it's always bad. (laughs) That's what I was going to say, because Ocean's Eleven, like those things, like the Ocean's team, they work pretty smooth. You know, yeah, things yeah. go wrong, but at the end of the day, Danny Ocean, Rusty Ryan, they've always got it covered, right? Like, even if something goes horribly wrong, it's always part of the plan, right? Yeah. With Jim Gordon, I don't know. I don't think, <laughs> I think if they will always trip, fall into when, like, getting it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like, imagine, remember the episode where they threw all the things that are flammable at the bottom of the, like, elevator shaft and they were like, Volcano, punched her in the stomach, she threw up in it and exploded. It'll always be like that. It'll mm. always be like, oh, what do we need to do? Because I don't think he's actually a good hacker. He's not a good cop. So they and just then MacGyver something at the very end. Very much they like missed, They missed and their way to success. <laughs> yes, 100%. I've always thought of like a married with children type of sitcom. I was thinking, I was yeah. thinking like, yeah, three three men and a baby, except it's two men and nine babies. Jim Gordon. Two men and nine babies. Yeah, and his two, wife. Baby, two, two and a half, nine babies. <laughs> two, <laughs> one and a half. Two and a half dozen babies. <laughs> one and a half men because one is half shark, one's half guy, right. and then uh, Jim Gordon children. is just in a scuba mask the entire time. Right? We get a we get a cheaper by the dozen deal going on right here. <laughs> we do cheaper by the dozen, and it's oh, Commissioner shit. Gordon and King Shark. That's right? amazing. Great, that'd All be right. fun. Jomi, hit us with a Talia. Oh man, a Talia all ghoul spinoff. Man, so I had like a lot of like ideas, but ultimately, it's basically like imagine if Talia. But like succession, but like I'm thinking like mm. let's say like so succession ends with Shiv on top, right? Let's say right. it ended like so that. So this is the future that the Shiv future deserved. Deserved? Yeah. Oh well, not deserved. Wanted. Yeah, wanted. <laughs> wanted. Right? Let's say Shiv won. Boom. Talia, head of Wayne Enterprises, head of I'm already in. You know, uh, Waystar uh, Royclo. Let's cook. 
What can she do? She's got to deal with the corporate man baby. Exactly. At, in Wayne Enterprises. You know what I mean? Bruce comes out. Bruce comes back from all of his Prison. troubles and all that stuff. And she got to like fight him off and all that stuff. And she's going to board meetings, going like going crazy. Man, that's real cinema right there. I'm already in. Okay. Greenlit. Greenlit. That's it. No I'm other. In. No other I'm pitches. No other. I, well, I want hers. Hers has to be kind of mildly serious. It can still be funny. Very, very funny. But Talia, the, the jokes that come from Talia are like. Here's your here's your rattle, and he's like, I'm 13. <laughs> like, I'm okay, a, so I that's that that was kind of like the half of it. Like I wanted half Succession, half like uh, Michael Keaton, Mr. Mom. Has anybody seen that movie? I haven't. Where Ooh. it's basically like Michael Keaton's a fish out of water, and he learns how to be a mom, mm, uh, like him. taking care of kids. And it's basically Talia Ghul having no idea to be how to be a mother. And I just wanted a lot more sight gags about how she's a terrible yeah. mom. I think those jokes are perfect. And they yeah. are, and those will be layered and sprinkled into that series of succession. Excellent. Uh, they already kind of are in succession. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jess, I needed to know why you needed to have. I need this. I need the ice boys uh, who, I don't know if we're allowed to curse curse, but who Harley calls the icy cunts. <laughs> right, sure. The, the boys at the, uh, I'm getting dick down, Commissioner Gordon's wife uh, th- this Jesus this, that's what she said that's what the episode's that's, called no, right? you, yeah, that's yeah, a quote no, I'm not it's not I'm not mad at you man. I'm like, I didn't say it Mama like, Gordon did she did but I love that the ice boys the ice villains in the DC which are too many. There's, yeah, there's way, too, way many. too many. Way too many. There's four there. One of them is dead, uh, Mr. Freeze. So there yeah. was probably five at one point. And uh they do this annually every year. And I want like a short like it could be three or five episodes of that. Like, what happens at the annual boy ice whatever retreat. they're doing? The retreat. Yeah. What do they do? And I wonder if it's like hero gasm of like where they're like, it's not only or villains, like it's heroes too. I want uh. yeah. Well, I want I want the hero ice people too. I want all the ice people, but it's only ice people. No one else. Okay. And how stupid ice, ice and, baby is yeah. coming. And how Jesus stupid Christ. they are. And I just want to see what the eye what, what that looks like. What are they? What what? Because they're not like. What what would boys do at normal sleepovers, right? Uh, now dumb that down more for the ice boys. Right. <laughs> wow, definitely. Ice Spice shows up for no reason, and she came to the wrong th- invite. <laughs> they say no, stay. Well, no, they no, invited Ice stay. Spice. Please, please, please. Yeah. They're like, yo, Ice Spice, Gra- you're we're absolutely <laughs> Gra- one of us. Gra- Gra- you know, who's your favorite ice villain in the DC EU or the DC universe? Miss Freeze. Miss Freeze. Freeze. Miss Freeze. And then uh, Captain Cold. I'll say Captain Cold's always been mine. I, Captain Cold and Injustice, the video game, I love them. Yeah, uh, the fact that they... Oh, okay. Don't even get me started on Captain Cold and Injustice. That was such a wasted opportunity. I, I think he's so fun. Not- he's so I think fun. he's so fun. I he's love so playing fun. as him. He's such... like The whole thing is like, I'm a guy with the freeze, with yeah. the freeze gun and I got to fight this dude who's like super fast and doesn't go well for me, but yeah. you know... I, I'm gonna lose. Gun. I'm gonna lose. I, I'm gonna lose, but I do what I do anyway, man. Because I love the game. I love the hustle. You know, <laughs> love good for him, man. All right, before we get out of here, let's give some quick honorable mentions to some other shows mm. that we would have loved to see. Uh, the Johns again. This is a Jess suggestion. I'm not sure <laughs> I just, what I we can do no. with the Johns. I want, I want Entourage, but the Johns. Oh, and it's just no. Them. What no. if it was them? Oh, well, hear no. me out. They're, they're PR team. They are CAA. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> They're the God. heads of it. They're the heads of it. I love the I, I Okay, I'll, I'll go to the next one. I think our Queen of Fables show could be very good because I just want Wanda Sykes telling fucked up fairy tales. That's exactly and what I'm thinking. And then we see the that's fairy all, tales? Yeah. See that's all that needs to be. Oh, that's I know exactly what I'm thinking about. It's yeah. her opening a book, reading it to kids, yep. and then we go into the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's like oh freeze frame God. on an ink block painting, and then that's the end of the credits. You didn't say there who you recommended that one. You rec- you told that was you. Me. That was you. Okay, <laughs> you said that I recommended only the Johns, but I recommended it. Okay, I'll be fair. I just suggested all of these but one. 
<laughs> I got the honorable mentions. Yes. I got the honorable mentions. Uh, Clock King Riddler, easy. Love easy that. call. Oh, it's such a good romance. I think it's just yeah. make it a romantic series between the two that are, and they're yeah. the opposite of what Hy-Vee and Harley are. They're just always genuinely it's, it's, like supporting each it's other. It's the birdcage, but they're running an evil lair. Mm-hmm. Check this out, guys. I love the birdcage. Next birdcage level. is a perfect movie. They, they become the Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey of whatever streaming service they have. Oh, the shit. They're doing, Ultimatum. they're doing, they're hosting Love all the reality shows. Yes. All of it. Yes. And then we see the reality, bring in more DC heroes, villains, weirdos, right. like you can do and it. And they have and we a really botched this. live stream show exactly. that they have to issue a very bad apology for. Exactly. And then they do on the reunion show and then the, the Riddler is just like harping on this one dude despite the fact he ain't do nothing like wrong, kind of. You mm-hmm. should be talking about about homegirl. She was the one who was messing up in the first place. And then, like, everybody in online is like, oh my God. why do these people still have this show? I can't wait. <laughs> <for Yeah. them." laughs> they're so bad at hosting. Why they, they clearly still have here? to be contracted out for all of these because there's no way that they're just not dumping them after I this can't, is done. I can't wait for the Seattle episode. That will be the best one. Damn. Seattle team. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Seattle. can't wait. When is, wait, wait. We'll talk. Love is Blind do come back soon, right? I don't watch Love like, is Blind. You don't watch Love is Blind? No. Oh, you it's gotta too, get on. It's too cringy for me. Like, I'm too nervous. Man. It makes, me, it, makes, it makes me freak out. Real like, talk, I can't. this season of Ultimatum kind of stunk, but go back and watch season one of Ultimatum. Legitimately. Season, no, season two, Queer Love? Queer, that was, Queer yeah, that was good is, too. That's that gas. That's gas. That was gas. But real unhinged television in terms of no. people, their expectations and They're what always, they think. The problem, with, when I say cringe, I, what I mean to say is gaslight. There's so many gaslighting oh and it makes, me, I, it makes me go crazy outside my own body. <laughs> we won't get I'm into like, this conversation now. Okay, we so will sorry, not get sorry. into this conversation I'm like, now. I'm like, someone, stop them. They're All right. Wild, yes. Do something. That's, that's reality TV for you, yeah, man. It is, it's just yeah, it nuts. Last thing, just put Jim Gordon in anything and it's going to be great. Honestly. Just like a Jim Gordon... We just watched, like, Big Brother. Just watch Jim Gordon live oh, his life. Oh, that'd be so funny. And he's just genuinely Little living. Little slices of life. Just, like, living his life. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. You think okay. we still like Commissioner Gordon if he was played by anyone else? Because I think Christopher Maloney plays that. He's just like, oh, well, here I go being a dummy again. Like, he does it. <laughs> he's so good at it that I was like, I think I, I love it that Commissioner Gordon's such a funny, stupid guy, but I love Christopher Maloney playing that funny, stupid guy. It's like the chef in... Um, uh, the summer of movie that he did when he was being a weirdo. Oh yeah, hot, hot white American. Yeah, hot, yeah. What hot American? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. God damn, it's a good show. Good, good show. Well, I think that we we've had a lot to chew on today. We've had a lot of great ideas and a lot of good free ones to mm. give to you know. Well, HBO I know Max. Max. Yeah, Max is listening right now. Uh, you know, you Zaz have our needs e- ideas. Really. Yeah, you have our emails. You have our uh, info. You know, just hit us up. As soon as the uh, strike's over. Yeah, as soon as the strike's over, of course, pay the writers, pay the actors. You know what I'm saying? But as soon as y'all sign those papers, hit us up. We're locked in. We're all good. Show me he's got these ideas. (laughs) (laughs) That is a wrap for us. Don't forget, next week, Button Mash is going to return to talk about Spider-Man, Mortal Kombat, and all of the hottest games of October. And on Wednesday, the Midnight Boys are going to return with their instant reactions of Ahsoka. And today, on the House of Our Feed, there's a brand new deep dive into Ahsoka, episode five. Uh, who knows if I'll be, you know, recovering from that edit job or not, but I'll, I'll let you know how I do. Good luck. Guys, Junior Mints, thank you so much for listening to us and sticking with us. Jess, Jomi, any parting words? We are produced by the great Spidey Kerma, as always. 
Oh, wow. Well, wow, um, all right. That's, well, that's all I just has to say. Uh, again, Junior Mans, thank you as always for rocking with us. We love you, man. We we, we do our best to get, make these things for y'all, make y'all enjoy it. So we're glad that you you do. Um, of course, got to give a shout out to our trip producer, uh, Peter Parker. And uh, just uh, one last thing before we get out of here. Ooh, baby, I love you way every day. I know well, the trumpet at the beginning that is not in the real song. <laughs> I don't know those trumpets in there. I don't know what to tell you. This is a trumpet stuff. We're out. Uh, all right. Three. She should have done that. She should have done that. <laughs> Every day. Every day. Wanna be with you now? Every day. I love awake. Every day. That's making the podcast. You got a lot of work to do, my boy. <laughs> the, how, how, give me give me a part of a verse, because I can't remember how I don't know how that song goes. I close my eyes. Whisper something. <laughs> I was just listening to this, dude. This part makes me long before. I don't even know any of this shit. Okay. Shout out to Big Mountain. All right. Wait, Three. Wait, wait. Two. Oh, yeah. The song gonna start playing. No. Stop. <laughs> We're gonna be. We've been here for 15 minutes. Haven't done shit. That's not even Bro, the song. That's, that's not even not the, song. the song. That's not the song. What is no. wrong with you today? Do you not Bro. know Big Mountain? No, I don't. Oh my god. We'll start and then we'll look up the song, Jomi, after. Jomi. I keep playing the trumpet. <laughs> that's not what correct. What saxophone yeah. are you having right? I wanna be with you night and day. It starts with the trumpet. You guys ever heard the trumpet beginning before? Mm-hmm. Oh, the moon appears to shine behind yeah. your eyes. Everything. Alright, Jomi, please. Jomi. I'm begging. Jomi. I gotta edit gotta, this shit gotta, later, dog. We got a producer that's waiting on you, alright? <laughs> I can't look at him right now. Come on. I can't look at him right now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.